This is DVM Loading, a podcast about the life of professional students from a veterinary perspective. With your hosts, Carling Hemstreet and Caitlin Marr, we go through the daily life of being in veterinary school with a fun twist. Let's get loading! Hey listeners, welcome back to another week of DVM Loading with your host, Caitlin Marr and Carling Hemstreet. Hello, welcome back. We are so excited because you know why, Caitlin? We are 25% veterinarians. Woo! Quarter of the way through. <laughs> I never thought this day would come. We survived. <laughs> uh, we did. And so today's topic, um, we're going to, Carling and I are going to just kind of reminisce through our first year of being vet students. It's kind of crazy. And uh, for all of our listeners who have been following along with us, I mean, you've pretty much gotten to experience first year with us. And that's something really special to us. And we're really sentiment, you know, it's sappy a little it bit. Is, <laughs> it is. And like we started this podcast not only to share with y'all our experiences so that we can all understand that you know we're all going through it together but also part of it for me and Caitlin selfishly is that it was kind of like a chronicle of our time in vet school yeah and I think that with ending our first year this is a really good time to talk over what we think went well for us and Mm -hmm. what we would have changed and then maybe you listeners can take that and apply it to your own vet school career or professional school career yeah so as always we are gonna um just catch up for a second. Carling, how have you been uh, since our last episode? Oh, I've been great. I've ta- I've slept. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been wonderful. I, uh, I went to sleep the f- night after finals. I went to sleep and I slept for like 12 hours. Oh my gosh. It was wonderful. I was so tired. <laughs> I still have not slept for 12 hours. Um, well, you moved. Yeah, I moved. So that's kind of what I've been doing since the last episode is I moved into my new house with our classmate, Bailey. We, Y'all know her. We had her on um, earlier in the uh, semester, and um, I got to see my grandparents, too. So I've just been super busy Um and I have not had time to really just settle down yet. So I'm hoping that this week is an easy one for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and your, uh, your new house is so cute. And so I think you all will really, once everything's unpacked and everything, I think you will be very happy there. I think it's so cute. You sent me a video this morning of Bailey's dog. Uh, she's a little Yorkie named Jolene playing with your little chicken nuggets. Yes, they love it. They all get up in my bed with me. And they just uh, wrestle and jump all over me, and they're all very needy. So I think it's fitting that the three clingiest dogs now live together. <laughs> but they're also cute. They get along so well. So they I do. think it's a good situation for you and Bailey, and then it's a great situation for the dogs too. So it really couldn't have worked out any better for you. I agree. I'm, I'm very excited. We have a spare room, which we turned into like our office slash like a spare room for people to come stay over and stuff like that. So I've never had a separate office. So that's exciting. Bailey and I are really excited for that for once we get back to school. Um, I don't have to study in my room anymore. I hate (laughs) that. I strongly encourage anybody to separate, you know, their study space from their room. I think having Mm -hmm. that separation of uh, school and, like, relaxation is really nice. Yeah. I think it really helps, like, turn your brain off. I agree because I 
I never did that. Like my desk has always been in my room and um, I'll study at it and then I'll go sit in bed whenever I'm done or sometimes I'll study in bed. <laughs> um, but now being able to have that and separate my room and just have my room be like my relaxing area mm-hmm. is going to be really nice um, because it can just... Yeah, I, and also I have more space. I don't have to have a desk in there. Yeah. So. Well, and I know, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what I'm even trying to say. What am I trying to say? <laughs> this is like <laughs> the fog. Like, I'm over the, here trying not to yawn. The brain cells are not even, like, computing <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um, I was going to talk about how Matt's so excited that I'm home and I can actually spend time with him. Mm. I, I think I really fudged up the transition there. but <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> But, um, but no, so it's been nice to be able to stay home with him, uh, and actually spend some quality time with him. He, uh, has been working really hard and he supported me all throughout my first year. He literally fed me, uh, every day of the house. Yeah. Every night I would, I would leave here and he would have dinner ready when I got home. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really nice to have that support. And today's actually his birthday. So yes. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday, Matt. So uh, that's he's exciting. 26 years old this this day. So and then we get married in a couple weeks. So I know I'm so excited. I hung up y'all's um, wedding save the date an invitation on the fridge this morning, and I was like, it's coming so soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, excited to celebrate with y'all. Um, today our fun topic we're gonna just rehash what our favorite skill we did this semester was. And let me just preface with, we've learned so much. Later, we'll we'll talk about it now, I guess. We've had over 30 clinical skills labs, which accumulates to over 240 hours worth of hands-on skills being taught, learning new things. And and so that's kind of... really insane like that's yeah. a large number yeah. and really so when you look back at it you're like I did that yeah <laughs> really so the things Carling and I are going to talk about um are the ones that just kind of stuck with us the most that we really enjoyed and so Carling what was your favorite skill you learned so my favorite skill that I learned had to be the equine ultrasound um it was both we started with the distal limb so it was like carpus down and then um we towards the end of the semester we did um ultrasound of the abdominal cavity and that was really cool for me because when we were doing ultrasounding the distal limb we had just finished that anatomy like test. So the way that it coincided, I could actually apply what I learned in anatomy lab into like on the screen with an ultrasound probe, like what I was actually looking at. And it made sense in like, whenever things come together like that, Mm -hmm. it's just so nice. And it's something that I like, I think just stuck with me. And, you know, I, you know, we talk about how Caitlin's the horsey girl, but it was funny. We were talking last week. Um, I was like, man, I got a little bit of horsey in me. I enjoy it. Yes. Um, so it was, that was a good time. I, I really enjoyed having that, you know, learning it in class and then being able to apply it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have to agree. That was really fun. I had a blast. But the two that kind of stuck out the most to me were when we did bovine palpation. We did it twice. And it was really fun um, because we were in the middle of repro um, anatomy and getting to, like, feel the structures and learn and also just 
learn a skill that is invaluable. You know, you can do it without tools. You simply just need your hands. And, and that's something really neat because a lot of people think that um, you need the fanciest tools, ultrasounds, uh, things like that, when in reality you just need to be good um, with your hands. And, and that's important. So that was a blast. And then the equine lameness exams where we flex, did flexion testing and stuff like that was so much fun because I am an equine gal and I just, I, oh my God, see, I need some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yawning. Um, I'm a big equine gal and it was so much fun um, getting to do that because I saw so many veterinarians flexing horses on the daily and I would be the jogger or something else. And now getting to see the why and kind of the physiology behind it, like the the anatomical, I guess, deformities, like if there are injuries and stuff, it was pretty neat. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, I do agree with you in that being able to see, you know, stuff that you did in clinic before you came here and then you finally come here and you like understand why it's happening mm-hmm. or like why vets are doing like they're flexing or mm-hmm. they're, you know, using the hoof testers and like how to use the hoof testers and why they're using them that way. It's, it's really cool to kind of see it all come together. It is. And in that instance, um, so in our labs, they would have us in groups and one person would be jogging. One person would be the vet, you know, uh, or throwing orders around and the others were just in the background watching. And so when I would get into the turn where I was the vet and I was, flexing and then asking the person to jog off and stuff like that. I was just kind of like, oh, this is nice. You're like, like, oh, I'm in charge. Yeah, <laughs> and it was really cool, like, 180, because I ate roles were reversed not even a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, what we talked about today is just such a small portion of what we did. There were so many other things that I really enjoyed doing, like canine CPR lab, mm-hmm. like small animal CPR. Uh, loved that too. I just thought about that when we were talking. But like, there's when you have so many great things to choose from, choosing like one or two is so difficult. Oh, but this, sure. this was what popped into my head when I, when, you know, we were talking about it before the show. So I agree. And our, our main conversation today is going to be just kind of our journey. Like we have some questions that we want to ask ourselves, um, that hopefully y'all can relate to and ask yourselves, um, regardless of if you're finishing up another year in vet school or if you're in undergrad currently. Um, so that's something really nice. Just, uh, some self-reflection is, I guess, my takeaway from these questions we're going to chat about, but Carling and I are a quarter of veterinarians, like 25%. That's crazy not even a year ago we were um in austin and in victoria doing our normal tech jobs working and and uh or you were in oklahoma weren't you mm-hmm. yeah I was in oklahoma, and yeah. and so i mean our lives just looked so different you know a year ago and i'll i'll forever be thankful yeah. um i will preface with first year i think is going to be the hardest from what we've heard from a lot of other upperclassmen and professors First year's the hardest. Um, it's been real and it's been fun, but it ain't been real fun yeah. all the time. There. I uh, <laughs> I would not do it again. <laughs> I yeah, would not. I had the time of my life, 
But I would not do it again. <laughs> um, as Austin and Ashley had said a couple weeks ago that you couldn't pay me enough to redo first yeah. year. And I think now um, that I've crossed the finish line, I can agree. I'll yeah. save first year experiences for incoming students. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because you have to go through first year to, you know, be higher than a first year to be at a education level higher than a first year. So it's one of those things you just have to do. And it like, I learned so much and, and I had fun doing it, but like, you know, our foundation is laid at this mm-hmm. point. And so now I'm ready to build off my foundation. Like my foundation's solid. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and let's just talk about that solid foundation for a minute. This past finals was probably my roughest finals, not necessarily like grade wise that went fine, but just the imposter syndrome, like the internal struggle, because I remember coming out of one test, it was microbiology. And that is one of the hardest courses here, I believe. It's Um, definitely one of the hardest. And we were, we had taken the final and we had all come out and we went upstairs and we're chit chatting about how we felt. Most of us felt terrible about it, mm-hmm. and all of us, the imposter syndrome clicked in. She she came to steal that that day, and, and the couple of days actually. <laughs> but there was one morning I came in and I said, "I have imposter syndrome. You guys need to be nice to me." Yeah, Caitlin proceeded to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to be mean, <laughs> um, but I remember, um, like on the edge I was just like man I could really cry right now like this is so stressful and I had just taken that test and we had studied our butts off and we all felt terrible after it and I was like so if we're never gonna feel great then what is all of this studying good for like if if I'm studying the material and I go in there and I'm tested on it and I don't think that I did good like Okay, well, fast forward, because I can talk about this forever. Um, We all thought we failed it, like, big time failed it. And then we get our grades back, and all of us made higher than an 80. Yeah, we all did And we did really well on the test, actually. And um, I remember um, sending a couple texts to my mom here and there over the couple days, and I was like, I'm stressed. And then I didn't talk to her for, like, a day or two, and she texted me. She's like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I think I just failed a test, blah, 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 and I've been worked up and everything. And then we got our grades back later that day, and I called her on my way home, and I was like, yeah, you know that test that I thought I failed? Well, I got an 80 on, so, um, and my mom and dad just laughed on the phone at me, and they were like, you have been this stressed. Like, I didn't eat dinner for two days, like, yeah. like more than that, probably, just because I was up here all the time. Oh, God, anyways imposter syndrome she'll come and wreck you um she will and i know we talked about it a couple episodes back and we were in the middle of the semester and we just talked about our experiences but man imposter syndrome rears her ugly head during finals yeah because it's 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 like follicular waves it is because (laughs) (laughs) because it's one because finals week i mean you just have one test after the other and you have no choice but to like let the one test that you just took like, leave it be, and you have to move on to the next test. Because if you focus on that last test, you're not going to be able to focus for this next test. And then you're going to not do well on that test, and it just snow like, it dominoes mm-hmm. from there, you know? Yeah. But it is so true, imposter syndrome. Oh, you can leave her an exam room and be like, well, not going to be 25% of DVM now. Gotta- yeah. We are all thinking, oh, my God, they're going to kick us out. And the funny thing is, is I'm going to call on Sydney and myself. We had taken this... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> we had taken our reproductive physiology final. And Sydney and I left, and we um, went upstairs, and we're talking to a bunch of our friends. And me, Sydney and I felt fantastic about the test. We thought we aced it. And when I tell you aced it, who I thought aced it. And then we get our test. <laughs> we get our scores back. And we made like a 75, 78, something like that. And Sydney and I both looked at each other and go, what did we get wrong? Like, because <laughs> we thought we did so good. So uh, there's a double-edged sword. Well, like, and I will <laughs> say, here's the other thing, is that I think that you and Sydney and Megan all had a much better foundation than I did in Repro Fizz because... I kid you not, I took Reprofiz six years ago, and I had to dust off the cobwebs to remember what the heck we were talking about when we first were were starting to talk about it. And I was so, I confused yeah. myself, like, literally, we were trying to study, like, a couple weeks before finals, and I was sitting there, and, they were, and I was, like, almost in tears because I was so frustrated. And y'all were like, what questions do you have? And I'm like, I don't even know what I don't know, like. <laughs> oh, that was a stressful time, it for sure. It was a stressful time, but, you know, it's. Like, just because, but I, I, to go back to my story, so, like, y'all had a better understanding of the material, but I got a higher test grade. I know. <laughs> is, and that's the thing. Which is, <laughs> and this is why tests don't really, like, overall, they don't tell you mm-hmm. anything about what kind of veterinarian you're going to be. Yeah. Because I damn sure did not know as much as y'all know. And yeah. so, like, I know. I mean, you know, know your stuff. Fine. Yeah, I know it, yeah. But, like, to the extent to be able to apply it, I think y'all have a better foundation with it, you know? And so mm-hmm. I I just want to reiterate that, like, tests don't define, like, your knowledge. That's a fact. And, and that can play into all core classes because we have all, in our close friend group, we have all flip-flopped grades and stuff like that. And we're all within the same... 10 point range of each other always and um so yeah I mean that test Sydney and I felt very confident on it was the first one we felt confident on in a long time and then you know I mean we still passed it's not a bad grade but um like Carling had said the main takeaway is is grades don't define like entirely the level of knowledge you have like we've said you know you still need to pass to play so uh, yeah, passing uh, is is yeah. There's no question about that. Um, but the difference between an A and a B or a B and a C, in my opinion, is just sticks matter. and straws. Yeah. yeah, like it's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, so a little tangent. <laughs> but finals, uh, it's a great time and a terrible time, and we're done. I will say for now. The the times that we had though, I'll look back on those with like really bittersweet memories. You know, I mean, well, we I were think, all like hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there was a time I went out into the co- courtyard and I laid down on the ground and photosynthesized for a while. And then y'all named the birds Aspergillus <laughs> and what and was mycoplasma. Mycoplasma. mycoplasma was smaller than Aspergillus. Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. They named these black birds in the courtyard <laughs> Aspergillus and Mycoplasma. Oh, we had a good time. It was a good it's time. funny. And we all just sit around the round tables upstairs with snacks and and or in our little cubicles with energy drinks galore and we're just going stir crazy. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's the best of times and we're it's the worst feral. of times. We I wanna preface we're we're more than feral and finals we make it through we make yeah we through. do we're funny 
That's well, what we, helps we, keep This is how we started this podcast, yeah. is that we were joking around, <laughs> we said, man, we're funny, we gotta start a podcast. Yeah, well, okay, so on a side note, we have started a little note, like, tally of all of the funny sayings that our friends or professors have said, and we're gonna keep adding on through the next three years, and so um, I think it'll be funny in three years to look back on it and see all the goofy things we've said to help us get through. Yeah. Um, my first question for you, Carling, is was vet school as hard or as easy as you expected? Okay, so first of all, I don't think anyone should go into vet school thinking it's easy. Uh, it is not. It is extremely hard. Um, and you know what? If you set it the bar high for it being really hard and it turns out to be better than that, you know, there you go. You know, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I think it was about as hard as I thought it was going to be. I went in with the mindset, you know, vet school is my job. So I got here at 8 a.m. for class, and then I stayed uh, until at least 7.30 p.m. every day so that I could study, and that was my set time that I was going to work on my education. And that's pretty much the hours I worked for my previous job, mm-hmm. and so it that mindset really helped me with the structure of how I studied because uh, one it forced me to study and then also I was really passionate about what we're learning right so I think it's just as hard as I thought it would be which means that it was very very hard mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, I think seeing your hard work pay off pay, uh, feels really good I and I also want to say you can work hard and you can have a life you know, like, I feel like I had a fairly good balance uh, with, you know, me and Matt at home and then um, helping Dan, you know, live his best life. It, I think being able to take that time away from school and not just live up here at the school is really important because that's also how I would live my life with my job. You mm-hmm. know, I would take some time on the weekends for myself. And now, I mean, with school, I still spent a lot of time up here, but I didn't stay here until midnight on Saturday like, I left it, like, five or six every day on Saturday and went home and spent time with my family, mm-hmm. you know? So I think having that mindset of going in like it's a job is something that really helped me, you know, form my boundaries uh, with school and format how I was going to approach my studying, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. Uh, I thought that school was just as hard as it actually is. And and I remember coming into it, I wasn't the best undergrad student and coming into vet school, I'm like, oh, this is the big leagues. I'm in here with all the brilliant people. And um, yeah, you have to work really hard. Uh, it, it takes a lot out of you if you let it, it'll take everything. Um, I think the balance, like Carling had said, was important. I think it's something that I had a little bit of, like, I definitely could have balanced some more time for myself or friends and family, um, but that's something that I have three more years to work on. Um, I will say that classes were harder here, but the material was so awesome, and I was very interested and motivated to learn it, um, that I actually did, I've done well in all of my classes, all of us have, and I think it's because we've enjoyed them. We enjoy the material. The professors are amazing. Our study group is amazing. And, uh, we work, we work really hard. I like to see hard work pay off, um, for something. 
Uh, I will say that it is different for me than it was in undergrad. Um, 100%. I would totally agree with you. Yeah, in undergrad, I had to work really hard just to, like, get C's and B's because I hated this stuff. I could not care less. If, if it wasn't an animal science class or something like that, I really just didn't care because I, yeah, I mean, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't like chemistry. It doesn't like me back. Um, but I will say that the class classes and studying, having to dedicate the time to study was much easier in vet school than in undergrad. Yeah, I agree. I think vet school is very different from undergrad. I know we've said that before. I think the classes are very different, both in that they are more rigorous, they go faster, but on the flip side, it's stuff that is directly applicable to veterinary medicine. And it's stuff that's going to be on the Navali. And it's you know, that's the stuff that we're interested in. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to class every day in vet school and you're not interested in what we're talking about, then probably being a veterinarian probably isn't the best idea um, for you. I would. Uh, I agree with that. You yeah. know, like, because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, like, there's no point in staying and continuing to put yourself through vet school, you know? Yeah. And I, I think we've talked about that on other episodes. But, um, but I think having that passion for going into class and learning about about things is really helpful in being able to study. And well, I feel like what I'm about to say can be taken really bad by some people, but in my opinion, and my opinion only, like alone, like without the influence of others, if you come into vet school with the idea of being absent and like staying at home and not coming to classes ever, um, not taking advantage of the time th- that we have for clinical skills and to practice and the resources and come in with the idea of being a C student all the way through four years. Like, I understand C's happen. Like, um, girl, I'm starting a collection of C's as well. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, but it, I don't strive for straight C's every semester. I strive for straight A's if I can. And then grades change accordingly. And I'm not upset with a C, and nobody should be upset with Cs. This is coming from a girl who got a lot of them in undergrad. But to me, having the mentality of wanting to be a straight C student in vet school, like, sure, we're all going to get the same DVM at the end, the same certificate. Um, But in my opinion, I just don't think that is a valuable and beneficial attitude to have because... um, if I was, like, a pet owner, I'd, I don't know. It's it's kind of a hard conversation. I don't think I'd want to come to somebody who just gave the bare minimum to get there. Well, and I think there's two things I have to say about this. Because I, I, I see what you're saying. I think, first of all, you're paying to be here, so why aren't you trying? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, you know, the quote, shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars, is very applicable. I think you're paying to be here. You're paying a lot to be here. And I think putting your best effort not only shows that you value your money, Mm -hmm. um, but it also shows that you want to do the best you can. And I think sometimes your best is not an A. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes something just doesn't click with you or you just had one bad test and it brought you from an A to a B and you have no way to get an A anymore. You know, like that's okay. But as long as you put forth the effort to actually succeed, I think that's the important part. And 
because success in this is, you know, passing and then going on and being able to apply that knowledge in clinic. And I think if you just settle for C's, like you only shoot for C's and you get that, I don't know if you actually are retaining retaining it you know i think it's like you know for the test and then you brain dump mm-hmm. you know but like if you happen to get a c just because you know like stuff happened during the semester i think you know i mean that's fine i'm not saying that c's are bad i got c's and d's in undergrad and you know i like there's nothing wrong with it, it doesn't mean that i'm stupid yeah not at all well i mean and most of us have gotten B's and C's here in vet school already so far. Like, I mean, I have. Um, they were high C's, but, I mean, a C is a C at the end of the day. And um, I feel like the effort I put into it was, we always say, I have B knowledge or I have A knowledge. That's that's what you internally feel about, unlike your comfort level with the material. So there are some classes where I got a C in, but I feel that I have B knowledge. And I... Um, I just didn't do very good on some of the exams and like, that's okay. I still met the standard for the class and everything. But my main like point with the whole thing was it, it like Carling said, you know, aim for the best, like try and do your absolute best and you won't be a straight C student. Like there's just no way you will put so much time and effort behind these classes that it'll, it'll work out in the end like it just will and so anyways off my soapbox (laughs) (laughs) okay caitlin so tell me what was your favorite and your least favorite class the highs and the lows um so i'll start with my least favorite class my least favorite class was epidemiology we took it this uh spring semester the professors are fantastic no discredit to them and at all um it's kind of just a numbers class a and lot of math. I'm with I you. mean I like math but I'd rather be learning other things and I think this is just like my I don't know I just my lack of epi education I was just kind of discrediting like the importance of it although it is extremely important and we need to know how to apply that knowledge it just wasn't my favorite in general like I felt like I had to work harder with the material for it to stick and um, that it just didn't come as naturally to me. Yeah, I agree with you. I my least favorite class was also epidemiology. I don't really enjoy phys- or statistics, not physics. Ooh, I didn't enjoy physics either. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to apply any of that. But um, statistics, uh, I didn't enjoy it when I took it in undergrad, and I did not enjoy it again. Because mm-hmm. um, that's a lot of what epidemiology is because it's the spread of disease now I thought it was going to be how you know you have an outbreak in your clinic how are you going to stop the outbreak yeah and it wasn't and it was not so um because I took an epi course in undergrad it was an equine epidemiology class and I was so pumped for it and it was I loved it it. we learned about the diseases it was more microbiology geared it was a mix of like yeah epi and microbiology yeah and i was hoping that our epi this semester would have been like that but it wasn't my my favorite part that they did with epidemiology this semester was um which is very clinically relevant is as a uh general practice uh practitioner uh if i don't know something about this disease like where am I going to go to find it and how do I know that that's a reliable source Mm -hmm. like evidence-based 
um, medicine. Yeah. You know, that was like the part that I really enjoyed, but that was directly applicable. It wasn't looking at, you know, the standard deviations of, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think that was like the biggest takeaway up for the class is, is to know where to report diseases mm-hmm. and, um, who to contact if you suspect, um, a bad outbreak of something. My favorite class on the other spectrum which is crazy because coming into vet school, everybody that had gone to vet school before me and professors, faculty had all said, you're going to hate anatomy. Like, and I remember being an undergrad, seeing like a TikTok or someone's post about all of the muscles and stuff they had to learn for anatomy in one week. And I was like, Oh my God, I am never going to be able to do that. Like that is outrageous. Like, I'm going to have to sit there and write a million flashcards and I'm never going to like get to do anything else. And I get into anatomy and I think what helped it is our professor, um, Dr. Rose, amazing. He definitely makes it bearable and enjoyable, but my favorite class had to be anatomy both semesters. Um, I'm a very hands-on and visual learner. So being able to see and touch what I'm studying really cements the knowledge in my head and I'm able to take that mental picture and apply it in the future like when I'm in surgeries or something and I can know what it's supposed to look like or not and where the general area it is at least so uh, anatomy was my favorite I agree with you I loved anatomy uh I think uh being able to Understand, like, like how you said, like hands-on learner going in and seeing what muscles cause what, like it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, like, like where the muscles are with their actions, where the bones are with what they, like how they interact. It's, it like, it makes sense. The body makes sense. It's crazy how much the body can do, like in just these small little structural facets and everything. Um, I mean, it's just crazy what you, what it can do, and I'm really pumped about it, and I love it. Um, I don't want to be an anatomist by any means, but um, I enjoyed it, yeah. and I will not miss the formaldehyde smell. That's the only downside. Yeah, that's one of those, like, anatomy is one of those things where I was like, mm, I had a great time while I was in it. I'm glad to be done. <laughs> what know? was your favorite class, Carly? Um, so my favorite class was physiology. Which is funny because we chose, like, the two hardest classes of your first year. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I really did enjoy physiology. I really like how mechanisms work. And I think, I know I said it earlier, but I really enjoy whenever I have a disease that I saw in clinic before I came here to school. And then I learned the physiology behind it. And I'm like, oh, well, that's why we did this for this disease. Or that's why we prescribed this medication for this disease. Because it's, you know, like, it blocks this receptor and da 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 you know, and so, like, it just, like, clicked in my brain mm-hmm. uh, with the mechanisms because it's, it's simple whenever you you are able to just follow the flow of how the body works. I agree. Sense. But, um, I mean, both are very hard classes. Like, you have to put a lot of time and effort into them, but they're one of those things where if you put that time and effort, like, you'll get it back. Oh, it pays. It pays forward, like, tremendously. Um, you'll be leaps and bounds ahead of what you thought you could do and what, um, when you go into the summer, what doctors think you're capable of. If you just have a good foundation in anatomy and physiology. And if y'all take microbiology or first year, that as well is very mm-hmm. critical and important. 
Um, I think it's kind of crazy, but Carling and I and our friend group in general, like, we really have enjoyed and taken the most away from the difficult classes. Like, I liked all the other classes, too, but anatomy, phys, and micro have been, like, some of my favorite because... It makes you critically think and think you're we engaged. I like the challenge, too. I think I we, do. Like, we like, you know, when people say something's going to be hard, we're like, oh, watch me succeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, Caitlin, how do you think that your character has changed from August to now? Mm. So, when we thought about this question, I was like, what am I going to say? Um, I think, in general for myself that I'm more confident in my knowledge and skills and am comfortable being new at things and not the best initially. Um, Like, I still like to be really good at things right away if I can, but I've grown to accept the idea of challenge. And I remember I talked about it a couple weeks ago on an episode where I hate being bad at things right away. Like, I just want to be perfect. I have such high standards and unattainable standards at that for myself that I need to work on and have been. But I think just as a person, I've grown in that manner and aspect. And uh, I've also learned to have a little bit more grace with myself and those around me. Um, all the, I don't practice that all the time. Like there are sometimes I need to remind myself, like relax, we're all humans. Um, but I definitely think that, I don't know. I, I've just, we've grown a lot over this past year. How about yourself, Carling? I know. I think I've looked back to who I think, who at least I think I was back in August. And I think about what I know now. And I think for me mainly, it's just how I approach problems. I think I used to just kind of jump in right in and try to do something right away. Oh, I'll still cut. I'll still take it to surgery. <laughs> I, you know, but I, Without doing a fecal <laughs> test, I'll still take it to surgery. Oh, for sure, kill you. Um, but I, you know, I think my doctor brain has really grown in that I can stop and actually like think through. Okay, like what do I need to do first? What do I need? Like, do I need to, you know, go right away and get this dog on oxygen, or can we step back and be like, okay, like is it other things? You know, mm-hmm. like I think. I was much more, like, on the movement side, and now I think I'm more on, like, the brain side. And I think that has to do with how veterinary school, like, teaches you to think. Because half of veterinary school, you know, they say it's for you to learn things and then for you to learn where to look at look for things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I also think it's it's mainly to treat you how to, how to teach you how to think. Because um, doctors need to think in a certain way, and how you approach cases is very different than... Uh, maybe normal people would, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And I think I've applied that to my personal life. I think my communication skills have gotten a lot better. I think it's, like, even with my own parents, like, my mom asked me a question about their dog the other day, and, like, I was able to, like, my, I had an emotional reaction to it. And then I was like, no, Carling, You need to, like, think of this like a doctor. Like, if this was your client, not your mother, what would you say? And so, like, I was able to, like, have that, like, maturity, I guess, Mm -hmm. to be able to think through like a doctor, if that makes sense. Versus, I think, back in August, I would have just gone with that emotional reaction and, and, you know, would have blown up. The situation would have blown up and it wouldn't have been good, you know? So I think 
like I guess I don't know if it's like my reaction or my maturity or like my brain I don't know I don't know but I, I definitely think that I'm different but in a good way yeah I mean our brain is almost fully developed and so that definitely helps but I think I can agree with that um and like the reaction set like standpoint because the clinical skills classes that we've taken for communication has really helped with that because I've had people ask me for advice or things of that nature and I've been able to um not take it from like the vet tech perspective like I would have but more so, like, thinking like a doctor, like, I'm not a doctor yet, but um, cool, calm, collected, like, think it through, don't just rush into everything, um, like you had said, Carling. So, yeah. overall, I think we just grew a lot, and Vescal does age you. Um, I have blonde hair, so you can't see my grays. <laughs> I'm sure I have them. <laughs> um, Carling, how did mentorship help you through your first year? So I don't think that without my mentors and my friends, I would have made it through first year. I definitely think that they are the reason that I've I've been able to succeed as well as I have. Um, you know, without the lows, you can't have the highs. And I think your mentors and your friends are the ones that give you advice in those lows. And no rain, no flowers. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so it's it's important to have the people that are going to be there with you with your lows and your highs you know and so I think the advice that uh, everyone has given me has been really helpful in you know my journey throughout this first year because it's definitely not easy and I don't think you can do it alone and Mm -hmm. and I think that mentorship from you know faculty who's been through veterinary school before is really helpful to get their perspective Mm -hmm. what about you Caitlin? Yeah, I think I have to agree with that. I know we've all given each other some pretty great and yet awful advice, and that just builds character in the end as well. Um, Mentorship is such an important thing, so much so that I am a part of a mentorship committee now to where I'll be helping, like, find mentors for the new class, the incoming class at Tech. Um, Aside from that, my mentorship... um, it was, it was very helpful. I don't think I could have gotten through, like you had said, without them, whether that's student interactions or faculty mentors. Um, both were critical and offered support, yet also kicked my butt if I needed a reality check. And in certain times, that's what you need in your life here at school. Like if you're coasting um, on a high from having great grades and you think you can slack off for the next round because you're just that smart... Well, not only will most of the time reality kick you with your test results, but you can have faculty or friends kind of yank you and and be like, hey, wake up. You're in vet school. This doesn't come easy to anyone. Um, And the friend mentorship and, like, the student mentorship has been great because we're all very recently going through the same things. And we can see and learn from each other how you handled situations and if one class handled a situation and the other didn't or vice versa, you can learn and grow from that because I think all of the conflict and the successes that you go through in vet school um, help prepare you for those same conflicts you'll encounter as a veterinarian. Um, So mentorship is critical and I definitely 
I think Carling and I can echo that it's really important to find mentors out there and your mentors don't have to be your best friends. Like they can be someone who's really smart in the class or, you know, really not. It really doesn't matter. Um, faculty is great too. So I recommend that. Um, my, I think my favorite question for the both of us is, uh, Carling, are you ready for the summer break? I think we can both say heck yes. Yes. I think we are both very excited, uh, for multiple reasons. So I know I personally am really excited, uh, to not get be married. in the classroom. Get married. <laughs> you know? Um, there's a lot of stuff for me that I, I like, I have a really busy summer. Yeah. Uh, um, like I get married in a couple weeks and then. Uh, we go on our honeymoon right after. I'm doing the research scholar program here at Tech, so I'm working on a research project with one of my mentors, and so I'm really excited to learn new things with that. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of cattle um, research, so I get to do you know a lot of blood draws, a lot of catheters, a lot of palpations, um, some really really cool things that I haven't done before, and so that and then you know I have conferences to go to and other weddings to go to like it's gonna be a really fun summer where I don't have to come into the classroom and take a test on a Mm -hmm. Monday and I'm really excited for it (laughs) yeah I I agree with that um I have a quick question are you gonna go by Dr. Graves in the future yes we'll have a whole episode yeah in the future (laughs) but yes I am gonna change my name uh so I will practice under Dr. Graves um, so I get to be, I'll get to be just Mrs. Graves for like three years and, mm-hmm. then, and then it'll be Dr. Graves, but, um, Dang but yeah. Right. yeah, um, I myself am ready for summer. Um, uh, it'll be nice to get out of the classroom. I'm going to miss my friends dearly. Um, and I'll miss the school in all honesty. It's like a home up here. And however, I am excited to get back into the clinics and kind of put my knowledge to the test and learn new things because uh, you're never done learning. Um, but I'm ready to see the animals, clients, all of the above. Like I'm just ready to get my hands on some things and maybe something that I've learned my first year I can apply and, uh, you know, fix an animal, save them or make them better, healthier. And uh, or, you know, my communication skills um, console clients and stuff like that. I think though that's going to be valuable and I'm, I'm going to a mixed animal practice and then a large animal practice this summer. So I'm pumped. Hopefully somewhere in there, I'll take a little bit of a break from myself. You will. I'm going to force you. Yeah. I, I penciled myself two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm hoping me and some of my old college friends, some of my best friends can get together and go on a vacation so that'll be nice yeah that will be nice it's it's nice to take a break you know like for me i'm taking a a week break for my honeymoon uh and then after at the end of the summer i'm also going to take another at least a week i think um so you know i'm doing this research program that's going to be the entire summer but i'm taking breaks in between Mm -hmm. um it's definitely important to make sure that you or that we are you know, rejuvenated and ready to come back in the fall. Because if I came in burnt out, I think I might die for a second year. You know? Literally. Like, that's that's the advice we've gotten from everyone because I've asked so many, um, I guess, veterinarians here at school and I've talked with my friends and classmates too. And I'm like, 
oh, my last two free weeks of summer, should I go work for another vet in my area? And they're like, you're ridiculous. A thousand percent no. Settle down. Yeah. And they're like, quit foaming at the mouth. You'll get the experience. And I'm like, okay. Um, It all comes with time. It does. You know, it's just like whenever, you know, you finish your first year and you're like, oh, yes, I have all this time to go to clinics. And then, like, don't. Don't Summer's really short in general. Yeah, when you look, when you really start looking at it, it for, is like short. For like basically eight months straight of school to have what, like eight to 12 weeks worth of true summer? About, probably about 12 weeks. Yeah. yeah. And so, anyways, it's not worth it to overload yourself because. Coming in burnt out is going to absolutely whoop your butt. And if you're coming in to first year, I definitely recommend spend all all of the time with your friends and family that you can, significant others, um, doing the fun things. Because I am not going to sugarcoat it for you. You forget to do some of the fun things and do the things for yourself and your family and friends. And your it, your life kind of really just changes. And it changes for the good. Don't I don't want to scare you, um, but it just takes a lot out of you. Yeah. And so while you have some free time still, go do some fun summer stuff. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to. Carling is. And, and uh, yeah, anyways, we're pumped for summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to get out of the class. Thank yes, God. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm ready to not have to be in lecture. That's probably the biggest thing for me is that not having to be in lecture is going to be the best thing for me. Maybe know? we'll even get to sleep in on the weekends. <gasps> oh my lord, not having to get up to get up here to <laughs> hang out. This oh my morning, god. my like I just I didn't set an alarm. I was like the night before I was like I'm going to sleep and hopefully I sleep till 10 a.m. Nope, 7:30 8 a.m. I was up just my internal alarm clock. And for all of you listeners out there, that is sleeping in for vet students <laughs> because I was up 5.36 a.m. every mm-hmm. day of this whole semester, if not earlier. So yeah. um, it's crazy. Yeah. Carling, what is your win for the week? My win for the week. So I have finally been able to solely focus all of my efforts on wedding planning. <laughs> and I, um, I'm really excited about it. Have you, know, you bought get- shoes yet? Yes. Good. Yes, my shoes actually did come in. Good. I finally made a decision. It was the ones that I looked at like six different times. Yeah. Every time that I went on there, I looked at those. And so I was like, Carling, just buy them. So I bought them. They look great. They're going to be great. Uh, I am working on a couple of other small little wedding projects that uh, I've been doing, like like the bar sign. You know, we're going to have one with like Dan on it. It's going to be really cute. And then um, I'm going to work on some wedding programs. So, you know, it's, like, finally, like, the fun little stuff that I actually get to do a little bit of, like, creative brain mm-hmm. with it because I've been so focused. Like, I've always told myself, literally since I started back in August, I was like, you're going to get through your first year of vet school, and then you're going to focus on wedding wedding stuff, wedding planning. And I've done a little bit of wedding planning here and there, like, the really big decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't been able to do my little nitty-gritty details. I've either given them to someone else to do or I have just put them off until now. And so now I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have all this time. What am I going to do? And I'm like, Carling, this is when you planned to do all your wedding stuff. So, um, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, here's summer, but psych. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, all of it's, like, really fun stuff, though. Yeah. So it's not like a whole lot of work. I'm trying to make sure that I make a list of everything and at the top of the list in bold letters are our rings and our marriage license and our passport because those are the three things that need to go (laughs) 
to the wedding venue with us. Without those things, then we're screwed. But anything else, we can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um, my win for the week is that I got to see my grandparents. Yeah. I got to see both sets of grandparents. They came up and visited, and it was really nice to see them and uh, just hang out and get to see... Good to see all of them. I miss my family dearly. I'm a big family it's been a gal. Long time since you've seen them. Yeah, so. and so um, that was really nice. Uh, just spend some quality time with them, and then I'll get to see my parents in July. So yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Good stuff. So close to being able to spend time with your family that I know that you're really close with. Yes. I know it's killed you to to not be able to yeah. spend as much time with them as you. But I mean, do. it's just those sacrifices you make for for the end result and. And, you know, kind of backtracking, like I had said earlier, you can, vet school can take everything out of you if you let it. And so you really just have to put your foot down on some things and not let it. Yeah. Um, anyways, so uh, I can't believe it, but this is Carling and I's, I guess, last episode of the semester. Yes. So we also want to say that we are doing episodes during the summer. So it's not like we're taking a break until August or anything. We are, we have a really unique uh, kind of, schedule set um we'll give you more information on that as we get a little bit closer but i'm really excited because i think we're going to have a lot of different opinions Mm -hmm. and people on and so i think it'll be a really unique perspective and uh so we're really excited about it we're really uh pumped to be able to share that with you kind of like our experiences and then um then we'll start 2 p.m which is crazy yeah so in the summer you can expect to expect to hear from our partners that we're working for and um, some special guests. And then in the fall, we're going to bring on some of the new babies mm-hmm. at Tech and we're going to um, kind of interview them at the beginning and then maybe at the end of their first year and see what it was like for them too um, because the curriculum here is changing every year um, until they get it narrowed down to like the best method. Um, but lots of exciting things. We, um, have the potential to have, um, someone come on and talk about the Napoli as well in the Mm -hmm. future. So, uh, lots of exciting things to look forward to, and you can still catch us releasing episodes every Monday. And, um, thank you for listening this far. If you have any questions, um, or ideas for new episodes, please shoot us an email and, um, our emails deviamloading at our podcast at dvm loading podcast yeah. at gmail okay this is carling's we, skit we have uh we have very limited brain cells left yeah. i'm sorry i feel like this you know how you said we were feral i feel like we're still feral yeah right now. like we haven't quite recovered just yet oh another fun fact we got an instagram oh yes i don't know if we announced that on the last one or um no but we got yeah. we got we an, made instagram. an instagram we did Finally. We made it during finals week. (laughs) I said, you know what? We Uh, need some stress relief. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we, so of course, our email is dvmloadingpodcast at gmail, or you can find us on Instagram at dvm underscore loading underscore. Yeah. And you can either message us on Instagram. You can direct with that. Uh, We have a few posts up right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to definitely work on getting a few more. Um, And you can also drop a comment in the link below. Uh, That also gets back to us. So however you like to communicate, we'd also appreciate a five-star rating, nothing less. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we'll get to you next week, okay? All right. Have a great week. Have a great Wreck them. Wreck them.